Thank you so much for joining us today at our Savior's Church, where we are one church meeting in five different locations. And our goal is to help you on your spiritual journey to know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference in the lives around you. If you'd like to learn more about our Savior's Church or how to get involved, visit us online at OurSavior'sChurch.com. In fact, I just want to start by just showing you this passage of Scripture found in the book of Psalms, chapter 90, verse 10. And I want to read it out of the message. And it says, we, we live for 70 years or so. With luck, we might make it to 80. And if you're above 80 in the room, just lift your hands and go, thank you, Jesus. I'm still here. Watch this. And, and what do we have to show for it? We've got trouble, toil, trouble, and a marker in a graveyard. Okay, now let me, let me, let me tell you, let me, let me translate it for you. This passage, you go, what? We only live to be 70 or 80? How many you know there's exceptions? You take care of yourself, you can, you can prolong that. Watch this, so here's the point. Here's the point, don't miss the point. The point of the passage is we are all going to die. Man, what a downer this Sunday morning. Just turn to your neighbor and say, I'll be at your funeral. Just go ahead and tell them, I'm coming. What a downer. Unless you're born again, it's not a downer. <laughs> right? You go, oh, wait a minute. My last breath on earth is my first breath in heaven. You got to be kidding me. So watch this. And so Heidi, probably I don't know how many years ago, Heidi and I took our first sabbatical that's a, that's a good word, sabbatical, in a ministry for 35 years. We've only had one, I don't know, seven, eight years ago, probably. We took, we took six weeks off. That means to cease from your labor. Heidi would not even let me have my phone because she knew I would labor, right? Somebody would call and you go, hey, I need prayer, whatever. No, I, we ceased from labor. And it was a rare opportunity. I'm gonna call, I'm gonna teach you this principle. We went to the end. What do you mean? We went and we, we had the, the mental space and margin to go away and say, where do we want to end? How does this life end? What do we want to be doing when we're 80, 85, if we take care of ourselves? What, how do we want it to end? We had some really great discussions about the end. In fact, I did this one day, and I don't know where it's at. It's somewhere in one of my binders or notebooks somewhere. I, I wrote out my own eulogy. I wrote out what I want them to say at my funeral. I wrote it out. And then I, after writing it out, I realized I still had some work to do in order for people to say that. So, so here's that, this is how we, we, we live. We live forward. Like we live today and we think about tomorrow. But there's something about living it backwards, about going to the end and figuring out where you want to end and then looking back going, I got work to do. Are y'all tracking with me? It, it's, it's, like, it's, like, it's like going to Disney World, right? In the beginning, you go, I can't wait to get to Disney World. Well, that's, that's one way to look at it. The other way is wait till the next to the last day when you're at Disney World and you go, what about all the things we didn't do? And so to live your life 
backwards. And that's really what this passage of scripture is warning us about. Don't live your life forward, live your life backwards. Where do you want it to end? What do you want it to look like when you get there? Are y'all tracking with me? Some of you need to do this because you need to give me some material because one day I'm gonna be preaching your funeral. I need some material so I can say some good things about you. Turn to your neighbor and say he's talking to you. <laughs> no, don't do that. What? So watch this. There are, there are I, 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 I don't know if this is true or not, but I, I said this, I'm saying this. I, I, I called four levels of living. Living to survive, that's one level. That's the lowest level. And then there's living to make it, that's level two. And then once you get to level two, then you wanna go to living to make more, that's level three. And then number four is living to make a difference. That you're living a life. No, I wanna make a difference now, I've made it. I've made more and that won't satisfy you. There is only one thing that will satisfy that you live. Now I live not about me, but I live about other people because I want to make a difference. I want to leave the world better than I found it, which is the responsibility of every believer in this room. Not from me, but from God. And I'll show you in a moment. So with that, welcome to our legacy series. We're going to preach over the next three weeks. And what do I mean by legacy? Because all of us want to leave a legacy and all of us will leave a legacy. It just depends on, is it the legacy you want to leave? Legacy, it's where my life lives on. Or how about this? Legacy, it's the future without me, but is still influenced by me. What you doing, Papa Winston? I thought it would be a great day to plant a tree. I suppose so. Well, what kind of tree is it, Papa Winston? Lauren, it's an apple tree. Do you like apples? Oh, I love apples. Those are my favorite. I thought so. How much longer will it be until we can eat these apples, Papa Winston? Well, Lauren, it could be about 20 years. Oh. 20 years? Papa Winston, I was thinking, and I don't think you'll be able to have one of these apples. It's okay, Lauren. I didn't plant this tree for me. I don't see if Lauren's in here this morning, little Lauren, played by Lauren, by the way. Well, that's Opelousas and Papa Winston. I don't see Papa Winston. They usually sit right over there, but can we give them a round of applause? I'll tell them that you did. I didn't plant this tree for me, legacy. I didn't plant it for me, a legacy. And uh, I, I, wanna, I wanna just read, this, this passage of scripture has very, very special meaning to Heidi and I personally, uh, because we met a man back in the day, and I don't have time to tell his whole story, but he was the largest independent gold miner in the United States. And I met him in the city of Houston when we were in an inner city work, planning a church, and we had no money, and we had no resources. 
And I got a phone call from a woman in our church and said, I have a friend who's in town. He's looking for oil drilling equipment. Could you pick him up at his hotel and drive him around? And I'm thinking, that's gas money. And she said, he'll pay you $300 and buy you lunch. And I said, I'm in. And uh, I picked up this man by the name of P.A. Davis. And I spent all day in a car with him. And he was, he was, uh, he reminds you a little bit of Miss Papa Winston. And uh, we drove around and he told me stories of faith and all that God had done in his life. And he said, I, I, give, I give half of, er- half of everything I make away. He said, I've been doing it since I was 14. I was an orphan. I jumped on a, I, I was an orphan in the city of Houston. I jumped on a train and I landed in Nevada and I've been working in the gold mines since I was 14 years old. And he said, now I'm one of the largest independent gold miners in the, in the United States and I still give half of everything I make away. What a legacy. And then he said, Psalms 112, son. Do you know Psalms 112? And at that time I went, yeah, I think I do. And he said, that's my chapter. That's my verse. He said, you need to memorize it. You need to live by it. Psalms 112. And I thought, I'm going to do it. When I was younger, I had it memorized. Blessed is a man who fears the Lord, takes great delight in his command. His children will be mighty in the land. The generation of the upright shall be blessed. Wealth and riches are in his house. That that wasn't too bad. So I thought I'd read it. Watch this. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Blessed are those who fear the Lord, who find great delight in his commands. Their children will be mighty in the land. Mom and daddy, don't you want your children to be more blessed than you are? Blessed is the man who fears the Lord, takes great delight in his commands. The children will be mighty in the land. The generation, the next generation of the upright shall be what? They shall be blessed. Wealth and riches are in their houses and their righteousness endures That's an important word. It doesn't say for your lifetime, it says forever. Watch this, even in the darkness, even in the dark days that we live in now, even in the darkness, light dawns for the upright. For those who are gracious and compassionate and righteous, good will come to those who are generous and lend freely who conduct their affairs with justice. Surely the righteous will never be shaken and they will be remembered forever. They will have no fear of bad news. 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 You know why the lion sleeps well in the jungle? Because there ain't nothing after it to eat it. It can't eat it. He ain't scared of nothing. That's the righteous. They will have no fear of bad news. Their hearts are steadfast, trusting in the Lord. Not their bank accounts. Not Not what they have and what they don't have. They will trust in the Lord. Their hearts are secure, they will have no fear, and in the end, they will look in triumph on their foes. 
Listen, you may not have won yet. That just means the battle isn't over yet. If you go, I'm not winning. No, it just ain't over yet. They have freely scattered their gifts to the poor. Their righteousness endures. There's that forever word. And their horn will be lifted high in honor. And I want to take you back to 112, verse 5 and 6. Excuse me. Good will come to those who are generous and lend freely and who conduct their affairs with justice. Surely the righteous will never be shaken and they will be remembered forever. He, he talks about two things in that, those two verses, giving and living. Giving and living, giving to something that will outlive me. And when I say giving, I'm talking about time, abilities, resources to make a difference. In other words, you can't take it with you. You cannot take it with you. And living so that, you, so that, so that my life outlives me. Affairs, he says, conducts his affairs. It means conducts the way he lives. He lives in such a way, or she lives in such a way that it impacts people around them to say, I want to live the same way because I see the results of it. The goal isn't to live forever. Our goal isn't to live forever, though many people try. I've, I've watched people spend their health to gain wealth and now they're spending their wealth to keep their health. They, were, they killed themselves to earn it and now they're trying to spending all that they earned to hold on to it. I don't want to go out that way. I want to go out, Lord, I'm just looking for you. Come on, I want to be, I want to be like Fred Sanford. It's the big one, come. I'm coming to see you, Elizabeth. Some of you know, how many of y'all know what I'm talking about? That's all the old people right there. Like. <laughs> so let, let, me, let me get you. The, so the goal isn't to live forever, but to leave something that does live forever. His righteousness endures forever. So watch this. Did you, did you know that God is expecting that of us? There is an expectation that God has upon us that when we walk into a field, St. Landry Parish, Opelousas, Arnoldville, Ville Platte, I get in trouble because people always get mad at me because I didn't say their town, and all surrounding areas, <laughs> Sunset and Grand Coteau, to leave it better than we found it. We have a responsibility and, and, and God's expecting that of us. So I, I wanna help you today, and I, I wanna give you just kind of these two questions, because I wanna get you ready for the end. I wanna tell you what's gonna happen at the end, right? So you'll know, because you should live with the end in mind and working your way backwards, not today and working your way forward. Everybody tracking with me when I say that? Okay, so Vic, great job today. Let's give Vic and the team a hand. You did a great job. Watch this. So Paul's going Paul's to address this. So there, there's, two, there's two final questions coming to you that you're going to have to answer. Two really two tests for you and for me at the end. And I'm going to get you prepared for them this morning. Uh, I'm going to give you a little bit of context of the scripture I'm going to read. Paul is addressing the church. And there is, there's some stuff going on inside of the church that, that he's going to correct. 
there, there's a little bit of ju- a judgmental spirit going on. There's a little bit of, well, we're better than them type of spirit. Uh, there is some, uh, people are passing judgment on one another. Well, I think, how, how many of you know, your, your mama was right when she would say, hey, hey, don't worry about your neighbor's backyard. You gotta clean up your own backyard. You know, clean, you gotta take care of your stuff. And so I want you to watch the correction. Romans chapter 14, verses 10 through 12, you then, why do you judge your brother or sister? Or why do you treat them with contempt? For, watch this, what does it say? We, we will all stand before what? Okay, I just want to warn you, there is a day that is coming for all of us. None of us escape this one. There is a day that you and I are going to stand before a judgment seat. We are going to be judged by the, by the judge, by the creator of the universe. It is written, as surely as I live, says the Lord, every knee will bow before me and every tongue will acknowledge God. So there is a judgment that is coming. We're all going to stand before this judgment seat. I, I picture, you know, a, 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 what do they call it? A, a courthouse, courtroom. Would they judge? And that every knee, even those, even the worst, the, the, the deepest out there that you think right now would never acknowledge Christianity, would never acknowledge God. Maybe not on this life, maybe not on this earth. It, but it's saying they will stand before him and they too will bow their knee and say, I was wrong. I was real wrong. You are God. Every knee's going to bow. And then he says, so then each of us, back to the verse, each of us will give an account of your neighbor. No, it says you're going to give an account of yourself. I'm gonna give an account for your wife. No, you're gonna give an account for yourself, of ourselves to God. So I'm gonna get you ready for that. You're gonna stand before God. So I wanna prepare you for that day, because it's coming, it's coming to you. The Bible calls them judgments. We will face God, Christians, non-Christians. And here's, here's going to be the basic question, this is how I see it. Here's going to be the question. What did you do with my son Jesus? What did you do with my son Jesus? It's called the great white throne judgment. Everybody, saved, non-saved, Christian, non-Christian, everybody will be at the great white throne judgment. In fact, Revelations 20, 11 and 12. Then I saw a great white throne and him who was seated on it, the earth and the heavens, fled from his presence and there was no place for them. And I saw the dead, great and small, standing before the throne. The books were open, another book was open, which is the book of life. The dead were judged according to what they had done as recorded in the books. What's the question? What did you do? with my son Jesus. Let me tell you some wrong answers. 
Just, I'm getting you prepared for the test. Ready? I went to church. Wrong answer. I went to our Savior's church. Wrong answer. Oh, I love me some Pastor You. Wrong answer. I went to Heidi's Bible studies. Wrong answer. I went to the men's thing and I did what men do. Wrong answer. I sang the songs. I lifted my hands. I gave some money. I took my step. I joined the church. I had a brother the other day, last week. I'm going to join the church. Great. What did you do with Jesus? I mean, it, it does not matter. The church will not save you. Now, hear me again. The church will not save you. The church cannot save you. There is only one who can save you. And his name is Jesus. It's what did you do with my son, Jesus? Watch what. Matthew 7 warns us. Watch this. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. Look, take a good look around the room. I hope we all make it. But there might be some in the room that you think, oh, they surely going to make it. May not be there. But only the one who does the will of my father who is in heaven. He goes on to say, many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not, watch this, prophesy in your name and in your name drive out demons and in your name perform many miracles. Then I will tell them plainly, I never knew I never knew you. Away from me, evildoers. So the right answer is I know Jesus. We used to use this term, a personal relationship with Jesus. Not are you religious. Do you have a personal relationship with Jesus? Do you know Jesus? And better yet, does Jesus know you? Everybody chat with me. And all the redeemed said, yeah. So if you answer correctly, and if you do have a personal relationship with Jesus, thank you, Lord. If you do, then you go, okay, I'm going to make it through that one, right? Because I got a personal relationship with Jesus. Then comes the next test. And here's the question for the next test, the second question. What did you do with what I gave you? I, I'm, I, I believe that I'm probably speaking to most of us in the room, maybe 75%, maybe 80%, maybe 90%, maybe 98.5% of us in this room are going to be just fine through the great white throne of judgment because we have a personal relationship with you. You don't have to be scared of it. You can go, I can't wait for this because they're going to open up that book. They're going to go down. They're going to go to the R's. Reese, Reisner, here he is, Reisner. Eugene, second? Yes, yes. Don't get me mixed up with my father because I can't vouch for him. No, I think he's going to be all right. Did my dad make it? UG uh, writes a second, okay, under the blood, redeemed by the blood of the lamb, personal relationship with Jesus, all has been forgiven. Yes, this is going to be a great day. And, but then there's the second, what, there's another judgment? Yes, there is. Second Corinthians chapter five, verse 10. 
For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ. Now what's different about this judgment? The first judgment was what did you do with Jesus? The second judgment is not about what you did with Jesus, that's already resolved. If you're a believer, you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna pass the first one with, with, with an A plus. It's the second one. It says, for we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ so that each of us may receive what is due us for the things that we've done while in the body, whether good or bad. What? For the Son of Man, Matthew 16, 27, for the Son of Man is going to come in his Father's glory with his angels, and I love this, and then he will reward each person according to what they had done. You ever go to your little children's uh, elementary school and they have awards day, and they give out awards? Every kid gets an award. I mean, they give out the award, you know, the whatever, whatever school it is. I, I see Lisa back there, so the Crusader of the Year Award. Oh, and then they give the most friendliest, yes. And then they, they give the one most tidy, yeah. And then, and then they're, at the end, you know they're just making stuff up because they want every kid to get something. <laughs> he came to school today award, yeah, all right. That's what I got. <laughs> he showed up. No, it's going to be like that. We, we, God's going, listen, God gave us all things. All things come from God. They did not come from you. Oh, I built my own business. No, you didn't. Who do you think gave you the mind and the intellect and the ability to even do that? It, it, well, I just, I grew up on a self-made man. There is no self-made man, by the way. I, I, I met with a brother the other day, uh, uh, outside contact, just met, minister, Heidi and I are going to minister to them. Man, is, he, God has made him very, very successful. He has made a lot of money in his life. And he's like, I just don't know. I said, no, who do you think gave you that ability? Well, uh, no, that's the way I grew up. No, you wasn't a great, who, who put you in that household so that you would grow up that way? So you would have a motivation to achieve. Who do you think did that? Well, my dad, no, no, no your dad. You looking at it as a curse instead of looking at it as a blessing. You wouldn't be sitting where you're at if it wasn't for your father. No, no, it was all God. He was orchestrating all of it. And you blamed the enemy when it was God who put you through struggle so that you could come out on the other side. Listen, I know I'm talking to some of you here too. You're going, I had to struggle. No, no, qu quit running from that lion. Turn around and embrace it. It's part of what makes you. Watch this. He's gonna reward us, so how do we pass this test? God gives us things, he gives us a life, he gives us time, skills, experiences, he gives you wisdom, resources, ideas, talent, money, opportunities, etc., etc., etc. It all comes from God, all of it. it. No, no, you're not catching what I'm saying. All of it comes from God the personality profile, the gift mix that you have, the abilities that you have. All of us are different and unique. Some of us are similar in some areas, but yet there's always a nuance in each and every one of us. There's not one of us that is a duplicate. God made us all special and unique, and we have gifts, talents, abilities, and resources like nobody else. Are you with me? 
And so we're going to, and, and he is expecting, pick this up, to leverage that. There is an expectation from God to leverage that, whatever he's given you, to make a difference for eternity. If you're planning your life this way, you're not gonna pick up what I'm laying down. But if you're going to get to this side and go backwards, you are gonna pick up what I'm laying down. At the end, I do not care. They, I, oh, he, I don't care. It's not going to be the accolades that you're going to worry about at the end. At the end, when it's your end, you ain't gonna say, go get all my money out of the bank, bring it right here and lay it right here beside me. So how do you pass that test? Because there's going to be a reward. Jesus is going to reward. He's going to be handing out rewards. And I, and I hope I get a reward. Don't you want to get a reward from Jesus? It's going to be a celebration. It's not going to be like, oh, did I get anything? No, it's going to be like, and would you please welcome, come on up here, Mr. Pat Cummings, come on up here, Pat. Let me tell you what, look, we're all going to go, yeah, way to go, Pat. Awesome. Incredible. Things we might have seen, things we may not have seen. How many of you know Jesus sees it all? And so we're going we're gonna to be rewarded. So how do we pass that test? Watch this. Watch what Ecclesiastes 3 and 11a says. He has made everything beautiful in its time. He has also, this is important, set eternity in the human heart. We all have eternity in our hearts. It's all like, man, I believe. I, I, I want there to be something. Even if you don't believe, you're going, I wonder what happens after this life. Do you come back? Even if you don't believe in Jesus, you still go, I wonder, I, man, I wonder if, I wonder if you just kind of exist. I mean, like if you're a ghost or do you, what do they call that where you come back as something else? Reincarnation, that's right, reincarnation. How many of you have ever thought about that? Go, man, that'd be cool. I want to come back as... I want to come back as, I want to come back as my dog. <laughs> that dog is living the life. Watch this. Here's what I want you to hear. We are all unintentionally driven by eternity. I just want you to get intentional instead of unintentional. We're all driven by eternity and we're all going to leave a legacy. It plays out the other way too, not just in the righteous way, it also plays out in the unrighteous way. It's, it's the guy sitting at the bar, it's, you know, he's got his seat at the bar, at the club, I forget, what, what do we call the one down here in town? Brass nail, is that right? Is that brass rail that shows you I've never been inside because I don't know the name of it and those who do know the name of it they were like no I ain't the brass rail it's the brass rail <laughs> Jay have you ever been in the brass rail <laughs> I plead the fifth <laughs> How many of you have ever been in the blast rail? Come on, just slip your hand up like, oh my God, everybody here. 
I got to go peek my head in there one time to see what it looks like. Does it look like what I think it looks like in there? It does worse. <laughs> it's still there. For, for those who, how many of you don't know, even know what we're talking about? All right, y'all going home. No, no, watch this. No, we're driven. We're, do you, the guy at the brass rail, do you think, you know, I'll tell you something. Tell you. Don't be surprised if one day your son's sitting at the brass rail. It's, it's the alcoholic father who, who's terrible with the family and then the kids grow up hating that and you got to be careful what you hate because there's something about we end up with without forgiveness and, and breaking that you end up repeating the same cycle the same legacy divorce rates through men my mama and pastor jacob's famous testimony i mean his father and been married i don't know how many times his mama got married and somebody finally jesus interrupts the scene and to release forgiveness for that to get freedom from that and now to start the blessing the legacy of blessing come on chain breaker somebody got to be a chain breaker and say enough of that it's in our heart and let me give you just three thoughts. I'm just going, I'm going to give you, I'm just, I'm going to tell you what I would do. I'm going to tell you what I've done, what Heidi and I have done. We're going to, we're, we're going to, we're going to live our life backwards. We're, we're, we're making plans because we've already been to the end. So it, it, it gives meaning for today. So watch this. And, and I'll just list, I'll give you three. I will. How can I leave a legacy like that? How can I leave a legacy? How can I reverse the curse and leave a legacy? Number one, I will intentionally give what I have. Remember, where did it come from? It all belongs to God. Look at 2 Corinthians 9 and 11. You will be enriched in every way so that you can be what? generous on every occasion and through us your generosity will result in thanksgiving to God now I, I'm, I'm not oh, let, me, let, me, let me just throw this verse in too by the way 1 Corinthians 16 and 2 on the first day of every week each one of you should set aside a sum of money in keeping with your income Said so you saving it up so that when I come, no collections will need to be made. What is that? Wait a minute. Intentional. I'm, I'm going to be intentional when God brings something into me. I'm going to recognize that it comes from God. I want to leave a, a legacy. So I'm going to set aside part of my resources because I want to come into the house of God so that I can give it so that I can leave a legacy something that I couldn't do by myself but us collectively leaving a legacy could do so much more for a community if we all said we're going to live intentionally and we're going to leave a legacy are y'all picking up what I'm laying down 
So I'm going to intentionally give what I have. And I would just say to you, if you're not a percentage giver, and I would encourage you, all, all of us in the room, Heidi and I started a long time ago going, man, we're gonna give 10% of everything that comes in as a tithe that belongs to the Lord, the scripture says, and we're going to give that to the Lord. We do it first, we give it to God. Um, I, I, don't get, I don't get special exemption because I'm Pastor Eugene. Jesus doesn't call me Pastor You. He calls me Eugene, and I know his voice when he, Eugene. Uh, okay, yes, yes, Jesus. It, it, it's, it's, it's part of the covenant that he's made with us all the way from Abram, all the way down, saying, look, if you'll do this, I'll honor you. If you'll honor me, say honor. Yeah, it's not I'm paying my tithes. No, I'm honoring God for the resources that he's entrusted to me. I'm gonna honor God first with it. I'm going to do that. Can I just say something to you? I want something for you. I don't want something from you. Church is doing fine financially. It's doing, praise God. I, I, I just want to see the windows of heaven opened up over your life. And, and I know most of us, are, 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 you're not stingy. I know, you just go, I just, I'm strapped. I, I would say, honor God with your resources. Honor him. If you'll honor God, he will honor you. You won't out honor him. You can't. It's not in his nature. He is not going to let you outdo him. And so, in fact, would you, would you do something right now? And I, I want to just explain, especially if you're new here, would you take the card out real quick? And then Victor, you can come back because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to wrap it up. I, I want you to take this card Every year we, we come to this part and we do legacy. And I, I want you just to look at this card. You're not filling anything out today. I just want you to have it because I want you to start praying. I'll share with you what we're going to do in just a moment. But on, on, on November 3rd, we're, Heidi and I are praying and we're going to bring our greatest gift to leave a legacy, to do something we couldn't do unless we all did it together and just believing God to answer an incredible need. So it is going to be on November 3rd, that's two weeks from this Sunday, that we're, I'm sorry, did I say third? November 6th, I'm sorry, November 6th. And we're going to bring that legacy gift to the Lord. If you'll look on the backside, here's very important to us, we do this every year as well. We wanna know what your greatest need is. And we're going to be praying and interceding for you as a staff and prayer teams and intercessors it's a great time that we just go back to every family and just go, how can we pray with you this year for you and your greatest need? And I, I want you to have this card because I want you to be thinking, I want you to be praying. Uh, Heidi and I do it this way. I, I pray and I go, Lord, give me a number. And then Heidi prays and she says, Lord, give her a number. And then once I get a number and once she gets a number, we come together and my number is usually lower than her number. I don't know. I don't know why we do that, man, but we do. And uh, we usually uh, negotiate from there. No, we usually go with the higher number and we go, let's, 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 let's give. God's entrusted it to us. Let's give it. Let's leave a legacy. Let me give you, let me give you number two. I will intentionally give. And then I'm going to give you number two. I will intentionally serve others. Look at Matthew 20, 26 and 28. Not so with you. Not so with you, Opelousas. Not so with you, Opelousas. Instead, whoever wants to become, he's gonna tell you how to become great. Whoever wants to be great among you, 
must be your come on Jesus whoever wants to be first must be your slave just as the son of man did not come to be served Jesus set the example for us but to serve and to give up his life as a ransom for many what does that mean take your next step you see Keisha Russell, they come up, next step director, go, hey, I just want to find out what my next step is. I want to continue to grow in Christ. I want to serve people. I want to, this is my house. This is my church. You got a responsibility. Serve. Be a part of it. I'm going to, I'm going to serve. And let me give you number three. I will intentionally share Christ. Second Corinthians 5 and 20. So we are Christ ambassadors. God is making his appeal to St. Landry Parish through us. Come Holy Spirit, and I'm praying that too. Come Holy Spirit, send revival, we need it. But he's going to make his appeal to people through us. Watch this. Luke 14, 23, Living Bible, translation. Well then, said his master, go out into the country lanes and out behind the hedges and on the hill and at the brass rail (laughs) and urge anyone you find to come so that the house, what? So that the house may be full. We got a responsibility to urge, to intentionally, hey, I want to invite you to come. So, think about this. Watch this. It's your funeral. It's your funeral. What do you want the pastor to say? me to say well they attended church no you don't want me to say that you 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 don't want me to say that you 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 want one of those funerals where they're there and I'm going how many how many know that we know where they're at today and I'm thinking of Shana. Shana, stand up right there. Shana, you're right there. On the f- yeah, just stand up. Obey your pastor. Don't shake your head no at me, girl. <laughs> Wave at everybody, Shana. Give Shana a hand. Shana, come on up here and tell your testimony. No, I'm, I'm teasing. <laughs> Y'all can't see her over there, but she, I said, Shana, stand up. She's like, I ain't standing up. Yeah, you are. I mean, she came in here of a broken mess, and now God's redeemed her, healed her, gave her a job. She's on staff. She's no, no, I'm not there. There, there, there are going to be lots of women that are at that funeral saying, "If it wasn't for Shana, 
I, I came to know Christ through Shana. I got healed through Shana. I got, that was a vessel that God was using, pleading. Just a testimony after testimony. And, and she sacrificially gave. And she gave her time, her talent, her treasure. And the, and the church is going to be full. And, and even your nursery, because she's our nursery director. Some of your little ones are going to want to come to that funeral because she touched them. She touched them, blessed them, prayed over them. They're going to want to be at that funeral. They're going to be, because they're going to be all grown up now. And they're going to say, I want to. You're not going to want to say, oh, let me tell you. Did you know she's got a doctorate's degree? They, they ain't, nobody cares about the doctor, Dr. Shana. Nobody cares about the doctor. Oh, let me tell you something. Did you? Then nobody cares about all that. Nobody cares about it. They're going to say, oh, let me tell you something. I was there when the church, I helped set up, break down. I sacrificed, me and my family, the church there that continues to go on from generation to generation. We're going to pass you through this building, set right here, church be full. And we're going to talk about the sacrifices you intentionally giving and leaving a legacy. got to give me some material I want you to take this card you go well pastor you what do we what do we how many of y'all know what we want to do this year at legacy let me let me give you just real quick last year we raised I think it was ninety thousand dollars just here at the Opelousas campus just at our campus no no we we actually gave a lot more than that but but we 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 Personally, we, we saw 90,000 through a single mother's banquet. I'll just tell you where we spent the money last year because we said it was all for outreach to our community. Single mother's banquet. I wish you, we'll show you some video stuff next week. Man, this place was full. Single mamas, you'd be so proud. Oh my gosh, great event. Best one we've ever done. Single mamas just loved it. We danced off, dance party. I had to, I had to cover up a few girls because the way they were dancing because Jesus wouldn't have been pleased with that. But other than that, they were having a good time. Girls just want to be girls. All right, girls just want to have fun. I think that's the way the song goes. Just awesome. I've, I was never more proud of my church than that dance floor. I can tell you that. And then, so we were able to spend all kinds, 10,000 plus dollars. Teachers appreciation throughout Opelousas this year. We were able to do that, to love our teachers and tell them thank you. They got the hardest job in the world and just love it on them. And we just say, we got to do something. Many of you saw $30,000, the Truth Is Ministry, Bishop, uh, Bishop Easton Shelvin and his wife Kizzy were able to go to Spick Serve Day there. Bulletproof vest, we just did this. Uh, we just completed this probably just a few weeks ago. Our, our marshal's office, about $6,000 to make sure all of them have the, the latest technology, uh, and, and especially in today's world. Harvest Fest is coming up. Right now it's at 20. I won't be surprised if that goes to 25 or 30,000. That leaves us about 20,000 probably left over from this year. We're just going to push it over into the new year and we'll continue to use that for outreach funds because sometimes you just got to be ready because you don't know what a need is. But it's great to have a little extra there, a little margin, so that we can be the hands and feet of Jesus. And I just want to tell y'all, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Let, let me, now let me tell you this year's legacy. Excuse me, you're going to want to know, what are we? What are we intentionally leaving a legacy for? What are we going to do? We told you last year, all outreach. This year, we'll have a little, little outreach money going over. 
Uh, and uh, this year, uh, as a whole, our Savior's church as a whole, there's, there's three big rocks. Uh, I can't announce, I can only announce this part. I can't announce the details of it because week three will announce the details. Uh, there will be a new campus coming in the new year. A brand new campus. I can announce that. You're going to ask me where? Uh, week three. And it's not on the West Bank of New Orleans, no. Um, where, where, where would you like one? Just, you just, where do we need one? Can you holler it out? Point Capi. <laughs> well, I guess we're going to Point Capi, y'all. No, I don't know. I don't know. Scratch it from the tape. We might be in the future. If the Lord's will, we'll do it. So, we're new campus. We're going to continue the retreat at sunset. I know Michael, they may be on the road today, but Michael, you're here next week. I don't know. Can y'all be here next week? Because I'd like for y'all to come and just... We're so proud of Michael and Victoria Hankins. We're, we're talking close to 200 families have administered to this year. Is that safe to say? Close to? You know the, you know the exact number, don't you? How many? 184, my bad. 184. And uh, we've sent young men uh, and, and women off to, from this campus too. Young men went from this campus, all campuses, but even from our campus have gone on to Teen Challenge to get free from addiction. Listen, we've got, we've got a national emergency happening in our world. You know what, you feel it. And, and, we, and we're just at this, we're just at the, we're at stage one. I think of what God wants to do with the retreat at sunset and the ministry of Michael and Victoria. So we got a new campus coming. We're going to continue supporting the work of the retreat at the, uh, the retreat at sunset. And then we're very, very, very excited about this. And we're, we, I can tell you more by week three, but we're going to, we're go, we're diving all in to launch a full-time internship and college that we can start taking high school seniors when they graduate who have a call of God on their life, housing, they have a place to live, go to college and start interning at our campuses. And we, we gotta build the pipeline if we're going to continue to plant more works and more churches, young men and young women who are called by God to teach, to preach, uh, to, to uh, children's ministry, student ministries, worship teams, all of that. We gotta continue a pipeline so we can, we can raise up the next generation so that we can, so that's all of us, all campuses are, are in on that. And then locally, here's what I'm really excited about. Uh, been asked this probably, I'm, I'm exaggerating, but just it's hyperbole. And you can do that. Jesus used hyperbole. Been asked this a hundred times. Could we please, please start a Mother's Day out in Appaloosas? Okay, before y'all scream. We have to think long range, not short term. How do we start impacting the generation that's here 
long-term. And I don't know if there's a better way than to start. It's not a school. I, I get asked that all the time. Pastor, would y'all ever start a school? And I say, only if Jesus appears to me in the middle of the night in person. <laughs> no, I don't know. If it be the will of the Lord, we will. But I don't know that it is. But we just felt strongly that this is the next step we need to take that we start offering. Not only you start thinking about the abortion issue and, and I believe that Louisiana is going to be one of our states. Praise God. We, are, we, do, we believe abortion is murder. Okay? I know there, listen, there's grace and forgiveness if you're in this room and we've ministered to many women who've received forgiveness from God and to forgive themselves. But we have to have an answer that if a single mama and I know it's on the hearts. I see some of her. I see Donald back there. You know, if, if a mama has a baby and she needs to work, that there is a place that they're going to be cared for, taught about Jesus. Taught about Jesus, a place in our community. They go, I know I got a place so that I can go earn some dollars and come back. Get my, and I know my baby's taken well care of by godly people. And they're going to instill the principles of Christ inside of a young child. Teach a child the way it should go when it's young and when it's old, it won't depart from it. So, so I'm so excited about Are y'all fired up about that? Come on, church. We need to do this. I think uh, Shana's been doing a lot of the legwork on it and we wouldn't even be entertaining this if we didn't have Shana. And uh, we're just believing God for 150,000 is probably about where it's gonna cost, maybe 50 more, 50 less, I don't know. Uh, we've got a playground we've got to complete and finish. Uh, but our, our building was set for it. So this was, we knew even in the planning stage, we said there might be a Mother's Day out one, at some point and that we will have that so that we can minister to the mamas, single mamas of our community and that we can have that for the children of our community. Look at me. Being hands and feet of Jesus takes a couple of things. It takes, well, it really takes one thing, but I'll show you how it could be two. It takes some sweat. It, it took sweat for you to earn dollars and for me to earn dollars that I would be willing to sacrifice so that the kingdom could advance. You're sitting in a living testimony of it. There had to be people that went up and said, I'm going, I'm going, I'm going to give. And, and, and so however it advances, it takes sweat, talent, resources, ingenuity, innovation to advance the kingdom of God. There is no other way. And so I'm just trusting and believing God that we're going to go way above what we need. You've always been generous, and I'm believing it's going to happen again. Can I get an amen? And we're going to plant an apple tree. We're going to plant some seeds for the future generations can come and can take off and receive that. Amen? Amen. Would you bow your heads with me today? I want to pray with you and your family. So, Father, as we conclude week one of legacy 
I just ask that you would move on people's hearts. Would you say, Holy Spirit, speak to me. Holy Spirit, speak to me. We're going to need some $50,000 gifts, $25,000 gifts, $10,000 gifts, $5,000, $1,100. We're even going to need the widow's might. We're going to need the single mama who could only give $20 or $10. We're going to need all of it to accomplish something in your kingdom in this region that you've asked us to work on your behalf. I pray, Father, as they honor you, that you would honor them pour out the blessings of heaven over their life. We receive your word today, Father, that we're supposed to live an intentional life, not forwards to the end, but from the end back and to plant some seeds in our community that one day this will blossom and all will come and eat from it. So Father, I pray that you would use us as a, as a family to do something none of us could ever do by ourselves, but Father, I ask that you would speak to them and Lord, we'll be generous and lend freely and we could too could lift our hands high when we read Psalms 112, knowing that we've been generous and we conduct our affairs with righteousness. And now Father, with every head bowed, Christians, would you pray for the lost? Because I know there's lost in the room. You're, you don't know this Jesus. You're, you're, you're not ready for the first judgment to know Christ. I know there's people in the room that have drifted away far from God and it's time for you to come back home and for you to get back on track, not the brass rail, but to get back on the rails. And then I know there's some people in our room today, you're just religious and empty. Religious and empty. And I know there's people in the room, you know Jesus and you're ready for eternity. Just surrender your life to him. He loves you and he wants to know you and he wants to lead you and he wants to guide you and he wants to bless you and he wants to open doors for you and he wants to be with you. Surrender to him. Let him be the Lord. You could say a prayer as simple as this. Maybe you're ready today. You can just say this. Would you say it with me? Say, dear Jesus, I trust you. I give you my life. Forgive me of my sin. I repent. I'm sorry. I know I've hurt you. I know I've done my own thing. I'm sick of it. I surrender to you. I give you my life today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Can we give God all the praise for that? Amen.